Welcome back to Legends. The Green Monkeys have proven themselves worthy and now have earned the right to enter Olmec's temple. You know, not every day it's relived, but it's definitely an often thought that we would prevail in the temple, unlike our first attempt. It all comes down to this. This is why we're here. This is what we came for. This is another shot at doing it. I've been waiting for you two. Oh, I love it. But before we let them loose to retrieve the 10,000-year pearl necklace from Rama, Olmec, tell us how the story ends. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. Oh, joy! Let's rock! It makes me wanna fart! Dear Journal, it's me, Doug. Do you have it? A... Baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. <laughs> On your mark, get set. Oh, here it goes. Cool. Um, I, my my thoughts on the Temple Games for this is that I've I found it really difficult to follow. Like when they did the split screen of the mountain, uh, who was like winning because Kirk had mentioned like the direction yeah. so fast. I was like, wait, you have to put pegs in, and then you have to go down and go up, and then you have to put it on the top. Like not, something about it just didn't quite add up to me. So it was hard to tell who won unless like they just had announced it. Did you feel the same way when you were going up that mountain? Yeah. Oh, um, as far as going up, like I literally was just trying to like survive. You heard the music and him in the background, but uh, to your point, yeah, just to, um, that's why he had to reshoot that commentary because even he was getting mixed up with the, sure you had the vantage point on the top camera with the confetti, but from where he could see it, it's just confetti coming out, not knowing right, right. which side of the mountain it was. So even for him, it was definitely a difficult one to see, which is why he had to pre re-record his commentary for it as though he saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, there's a lot of editing challenges. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it, def it definitely does. Maybe it looks weird to your eye when you watch it as like a outside of it, but when you know it, like you definitely see the edit points and it's, it's done well, but it's the interesting thing of lot of that kind of television where they just make it work and you can tell it's an edit, but it works to the, the yeah. usual, the normal eye. Yeah. Just like when we have jump cuts in, in our episodes, it's like, well, as long as something's flowing, whether it's like images or our conversation, it doesn't matter if mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm over here and now I'm like over here or like, you know, yeah. just not quite lining up. <laughs> it was for behind the scenes tour. This was the epitome of being able to go beyond the Nickelodeon. So if you can't tell, Josh just wanted to be up on the set. Like he didn't actually really care about being on the, the actual competing on the show. He just wanted to. I could totally understand that. Like I've had many dreams where I imagine myself going through the temple and I'm trying to imagine, okay, what artifact am I looking for? Or wait, is there, is there a new room here? Is there like a hypothetical season four that I don't know about? Like you have no idea. Just like, are you afraid of the dark? I have these dreams where like, I, I come up with these weird like temple layouts that don't even exist yet. And part of me had like a, had a deja vu moment when I saw the reboot. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, they actually have a, Third, they have three stories of of the temple mm -hmm. going on here, just like I imagined it would be. And Olmec's face looks really different, just like I imagined it'd be. And there's like a bigger yeah. boat. And where am I? You know, it's like weird premonitions. Do you know there's supposed to be two more rooms on the side of uh, to the left of the uh, like where that the 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 fall of death, like where you bust out of like the the, the thing and climb up the ladder. There's supposed to be two more rooms there, but it was like time and budget. I guess stop in one of uh, like a Scott Stones uh, did a pod podcast and he, he talked about that. And uh, the show was actually originally supposed to be shot on locate. They wanted it to be like in Mexico or, 
you know, COVID stopped all, all that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So there was supposed to be the two other, other rooms on the, on the other side. So um, one can only speculate well, what they actually were. Because oh, exactly. When you see the little like temple uh, HUD in the lower corner, you see like it's bricked up, like, you know, okay, here's all these rooms that are like, uh, butting up against each other with like a thin divider and then there's just like this big chunk of brick in the back and it makes you wonder well what's there maybe it's like a hidden room that no one has discovered yet <laughs> yeah but getting back to uh you know classic legends of the hidden temple with the temple run of the imperial purple robe of empress theodora no sputtering <laughs> included <laughs> Uh, we are very thrilled to see Josh and his partner. I think her name is Lauren. Ashley. Or Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. Sorry. Lauren Don't you was the ever get her name he, wrong. He, he curses her name. He's like, Ashley. <laughs> I go into Ashley Furniture and just start yelling Ashley. And they're go like, faster, you want Ashley. a sectional? Right? <laughs> but anyways, yes. Uh, Josh and Ashley make it to the temple, fully loaded with two pendants. And... Uh, you know, they got to make their way to the mine shaft where the purple robe is being held. Um, I think it's draping from the mine shaft. And Indeed. would you like to walk us through that experience uh, for our Slimesters and Gakoids, Josh, of how you strategized and kind of maneuvered and what you did when you encountered temple guards, that sort of thing? Indeed. Yeah, that was a geeky out moment when Olmec said my name. When I put the mouth guard in, that's actually not my mouth guard. I couldn't find my mouth guard and the <laughs> orange oh, no. iguanas had left his mouth guard after the temple games. So that's his mouth guard I'm wearing, dry heaving at the <laughs> temple gates. Uh, I guess it isn't an temple. orange slice like I thought it would be. <laughs> Indeed, it was sour in the worst way. <laughs> Tastes like Cheez-Its and braces. <laughs> Uh, I'm so sorry. So going, <laughs> <laughs> just going into the temple, it was crazy. We we had agreed that Daddy Longlegs, Tall Josh would go second, so we thought Ashley would quickly be able to unlock the doors. And you could even hear from Kirk's commentary, it wasn't quick enough for sure. There she goes. There goes Ashley. Which way is she heading? Which doors open? Straight ahead. She's gonna have to move. You want to move fast, Ashley? Now she's gonna get a key and open one of the doors. She's gonna have to move, Ashley. Move. Minute 38. She'll have to put the monkey together. That'll take a little bit of time, and she's going to have to move fast. That's got to be hard to try to give entertaining commentary and yell at a kid at the same time. Right. But he did well. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. But once again, just like the other parts of the day, you hear the music, you hear the audience. So it's like being on the show mm -hmm. or watching the show, I should say, but just so surreal. Um, Temple guards, they pre-hid them for us with our back to the temple. So they do that even in an official legal kind of game show way. Um, it's surreal. Once again, just the word surreal. It's one of those things, just like what you said about the set and the newest legends of the Hidden Temple. It's just like a dream. Yeah. It's just like, wow, I've seen this. It just it looks so different, but the same. Right. Like watching it on TV versus being in it. I was just making a point about the uh, the silver monkey or Sean the silver monkey because I you know it's it's obviously the most talked about thing both him and I he's uh, he's done it twice but like we both did it back in the nineties mm -hmm. and um, you know people are always it's the biggest thing that people obviously talk about and the fact that they say oh it's just a three piece puzzle but first and foremost like like I said when I did it first you'll see when I went there I was actually looking at the cabinets for the monkey I didn't even. <laughs> like i actually literally like a real monkey cabinets. yeah like down in the bottom and, and then realize they were the top 
But when you're trying to uh, like assemble that thing, if, if I, the only thing I can compare it to for anybody who's ever like, oh, I don't understand kids can't put the stupid monkey together is that, uh, you know, if you've ever tried to parallel park with people watching you, it's yeah. kind of, it's like that pressure of not like being in that whole situation, you're assembling it facing away from you as well. So it's a little bit different when you're doing it in perspective wise, it's like, you're not like kind of looking at it, you're kind of doing the butt it's yeah. it's not terribly it's not really difficult but it's just more about the speed and the hectic you know it's just like that kind of pressure of doing it i mean i didn't do too awful but. it sounds very cumbersome <laughs> given the added variables also the fact that the monkey's head is like on this two foot long rod that just makes it really unwieldy and a lot of kids can't just like get it in that during the tour he had mentioned that uh that uh they're like you just got to really put this uh, when you put the head in, you've got to push it down really hard because I guess it had to hit the the, the actuator, the tr yeah, down the bottom. So then you could even like uh, the Kirk commentary during my episode and stuff when he when he's doing it, they're just like what they all they kept emphasizing, like you got to jam it, you got to jam it down, and like that's like they, they keep telling all the kids to to do it. So that was like what sunk in our head, like right, like pushing it really down. But it, yeah, point about Silver Monkey, yes, it it's it's not terribly hard, but under that pressure when you're a kid. And you're on like a, a game show that you're, you're going to do stupid things. And then being on the show, not once, but twice, you're like, when the heck is this going to happen again? So we find ourselves trying to condition daily for this kind of thing. So yeah. we're right. always working on trying to put a silver monkey together. That's it's your at-home training version, right? right. <laughs> so you can yeah, practice and time yourself. Return it to its pedestal to open the gate to the shrine of the silver monkey. Assemble that damn statue if you can. What I want to note is that actually Ashley, uh, Josh's partner, got taken out in the shrine of the silver monkey. And she didn't get a chance to put it together. She was just kind of attacked immediately. So then that's when Josh had to, you know, cover lost ground and essentially um, go up, take take the bottom route and then go up in there, assemble the monkey, go into, I think the pirate's cove or, you know, the thing where you have to like, uh, raise the weight that's blocking the ladder, you know, the, the elevator shaft, whatever that hole, and then go down. And I feel like, man, they really set you up for failure in that run. Because yeah. if, if Ashley was able to just plow through that styrofoam stone wall, grab the thing and get out, it'd be like another mask of Shaka Zulu where she'd have like 45 seconds left on the clock. And that would have been fine. But I guess by season two, they're being a lot more selective, a lot more strategic about, you know, what types of grand prizes we can get out and how frequently. And if we need to like, you know, create some dead ends here and there just to like ensure that these kids don't win on this day so that, we have enough prizes by the end of the season since you shoot 20, 40 episodes per season of the show. 40, 40 yeah. yeah. Um, they they had to be like ruthless with their design, whether you guys knew it or not. And I, I felt bad for you, but at the same time, it, it's I guess it makes sense when you only have so much resources to work with that sometimes right. you, you can't give it to them even if you yeah. want to. So it, it broke my heart when I just saw you like hanging out in the elevator and just like, okay, <laughs> here goes 25 seconds. If I could jump, just jump down grab the thing and run straight out of the temple, kind of, you know, jump out the side. I'd already have it for Kirk, but you and know, that's the whole thing. Some of the cringiest moments are those safety <sighs> moments where the nurse is saying, listen, you have to on the, on the throne where you have to hold the actuator as the wall turns, like you weren't allowed to get up till it stops moving exactly Even and that takes up time like, 
Yep. And like any wuss, non wussy, you know, it's not, you think that I'm just sitting there because I'm like scared of the movement. And same <laughs> thing with like, um, oh, they think the some people are sweet and think the elevator stopped on me, but it's me that stopped it because it's actuated. Mm -hmm. uh, so someone at one of the forums had thought that maybe, oh, give them the prize, the elevator broke, but it's like totally my fault. But it was those things though that you couldn't jump out because you get disqualified or uh, right. uh, safety issue type stuff. It's a real uh, lot, so lot to keep in your head as like a young kid, just trying to run through it in three minutes and get some prizes. Like I don't, they, they awfully, they asked a lot of you guys given the, you know, the variables that were at place for this game. And it really gives you like the kind of perspective looking back at it now to like appreciate, you know, all that you did. And like for the people at home, to also appreciate you guys because if they were in your shoes, they would be struggling too to like learn all these things over the course of like a day or two during filming and making sure that you can go through it without like tripping on yourself or like vomiting in the pit or like hurting yourself <laughs> or anything like that. It was so satisfying as a super fan to, to just be able to sprint and jump into the pit of despair and like be able to do what you see on TV that yeah. may stress you that doesn't happen sometimes. So uh, the prize as corny as it sounds once again it's was just being there matter. just I, I hear you i mean yeah, your yeah. episode is just as memorable as uh nick's because oh, let's not get crazy okay <laughs> I, i'm just saying you, you you both came super close to that artifact and based on the strategies it's like we, we were rooting for you the entire way no. I think I think Nick, based on '90s glasses, failed high fives, and falling hosts, you might be, meet, beat me out just a tiny yeah. bit. So it, it's Plus, interesting. Like your your season and his episode. If we're rating, I'm going to get him higher because it's like I appreciate the the more thought out like games and like the the mo. And it just mm -hmm. it's more. Um, it's just better but to me more entertaining i felt like the first season just like the first season of any show they're kind of you're finding your way and you're, yeah. you're getting lessons yeah. learned so it's very basic everything on it was very bare bones that's why i can't really rate my own show because it's like mm -hmm. i see it as kind of like they were pretty good at getting yeah. the legends connected to the games in each episode because you'll see four of the same games per season and in fact the way it's listed on paramount plus is in the shoot order so mm -hmm. you'll see these four games in a row and that's all the same shoot day in order right. so they did a good job i think it's season two of really connecting the legend to it more uh season one they were probably they did great but since it's the new show they're all like chickens with their heads cut off trying to yeah yeah they learned a lot between one and two and also keep in mind that there was significantly less um, tempo layouts in each successive season. You had like nine different configurations in season one, and they're like, oh, this is too much effort to like move all these rooms around or redecorate them for this taping. So let's mm -hmm. just go to five for season two. And then that was still too much. So we're just cut it down to one so that we can pre-record the temple run footage when Olmec speaks. And, uh, you know, part of me misses that like, ramshackle kind of you know get roll your sleeves up get dirty kind of charm that season one had but at the same time i really feel like season two strikes a balance between season one and three in terms of complexity and also visual appeal that really makes it feel like everything's coming together that's when they took the camera off the tripod took the camera off the teleprompter started doing more like dutch tilt handheld mtv gopro like selfie stick kind of stuff like season three is running yeah. through the temple and you finally yeah. get the pov of the contestant right which they did for um uh well we'll get to that but the new one they they did the gopros on the on yeah. the helmets which i don't think they used much footage from it in ours but it was that pov that kids like wanted to be in the 
temple. So mm -hmm. uh, I think, see, that's such a cool observation that two, uh, two is probably like, I think three is the most beautiful with all the foliage, but two mm -hmm. is that happy medium of like still season one's cleanliness, if you will, and neatness. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's you, that you fine mentioned, line. I don't remember which season you said, but there's like one of the seasons where it was just kind of sloppy. You can always see offset. Like yeah. a lot of the, the, yeah, yeah. Season two, like was definitely like a lot of camera going off and you see the, the glass for the Nickelodeon tour, which in season one, like I thought that was a four-sided set. Like they never showed that third, that fourth empty side. Yeah. And then two, not to the downfall of them. I think they were just trying to be like wacky and in your face, but it, uh, unless you're really paying attention, it's just darkness otherwise. But for kids looking for the behind the scenes tour, that was like, you would pause your VCR or your DVR and that and be like, Oh, cool. Look, there's yeah. a cue card for a different episode. I was one of those kids who did that. I always wanted yeah. to know what was like beyond the temple on the, mm -hmm. on the edge where like the last room butt up against. <laughs> we, yeah. we get so excited when we were, uh, there was a, an episode of, what was it like? What would you do? Or one where like Mark Summers like pulled in his car and he comes in oh, through double the back, dare. double dare. He comes in through the back lot and like, we're like, Oh, and he kind of goes in behind the set and like right. comes in and we we're like complete geeks. It's but, like yeah, a mini RV. tour of the yeah. studio. <laughs> and you see where islands of adventure is now. And it's just grass. Mm. it's it's neat seeing the backstage view of that i know mark summers was really into johnny carson and so johnny did a lot of that kind of stuff on his show yeah. and you can see yeah. that happen with the relationship between uh harvey and robin and yeah. himself yeah there's a lot of warmth and and I, I keep saying it but charm when those shows were being produced so you just yeah. felt the camaraderie between all the the showrunners and the hosts and they're just having a good time and mm -hmm. i think that helps it you know become so nostalgic all these years later so that when we revisit it, it still feels like it's you know just a part of our life living it back then watching nickelodeon and i think uh you know even kirk fogg when you're mentioning the wackiness that was being introduced in season two he also tried different things too like with the camera so instead of just walking down the steps like he did in season one behind me uh he would like i think uh, slide down on like this weird rope harness thing in season two. He repelled two. in two and then yeah. swung in on three. Yeah, exactly. And then there's even some instances like on on the edges of like commercial breaks in between segments where he would do some fun stuff like, oh, I'm going to go jump into the pit with this camera because why not? It's wacky. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and so it, cool. You could tell they were having fun or like when it was later and that they were having a good time or yeah yeah same thing with d baker making them laugh on certain readings and that might be why they tied it to uh pre-recorded in season three because he kept messing around on the reads <laughs> that right. he had to do over and over plus it made it easier on him because by then he was probably finding success i think he had done space jam by then mm -hmm. um and so yeah his time was more valuable so they're like all right don't worry about staying here till the end of the day say it'll be joshua's turn and to try his luck and then you can head out <laughs> there you go um Star power, man, D. Baker. Kirk Fogg, too. We love Kirk. Both very prolific now, even even beyond Legends. But uh, we'll have to praise them a lot more after we get through this episode review. <laughs> <laughs> so for the Imperial Purple Robe of Empress Theodora, what would you like to rate this? I, I give it an A. I give it a splat slip. Uh, the only reason I don't rate, rate it as high as Nick's is uh, because the... I, I didn't really care for the temple game that Josh had to do because it's hard to tell what's going on visually. Mm -hmm. uh, not for the same reason that you had mentioned, but because you're, you can't see when they've activated the certain countries that they're supposed to activate. And uh, also 
Ashley's speed drove me nuts. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. please, just, uh, just you, you, move. Hold on. Yeah, you, I've got, I've got a child walking around behind. He, me. Is he <laughs> naked? No, he's 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 got shorts on. He better. He's, this is a clean podcast. The red jaguar gave birth to a shirtless child. Yeah, but uh, but that's the only reason that I I don't give it uh, S. Uh, just because those two things I thought were like slight little dampers on the episode yeah. yeah it's funny you say that because i was uh that's literally the reason why I, I give it an a as opposed to the s and it has nothing to do with josh or or um it's literally i cringe and i'm as angry as people got about like the the silver monkey i get angry about like just just go just go just give it your all you're there this yeah. is a once in a lifetime thing just move as fast it doesn't mean that you have to be lightened just as fast as you can go right and when they just when you're just kind of meandering or, you know, through or just phoning it in on something. And I'm not picking on Ashley. She's a kid. Like, that's yes, like, dude, we put a bunch of pressure absolutely. on these kids to like, they're like doing play. It's a long day. We've been there. Like, like I said, you know, probably we'll make, I'll make a, I'm, I'm and, not giving her grief, but I'm just saying to watch it though. It's, it's gives me angst. So that's why yeah, I'm going to be yeah, as, as, a, as a kid drives you nuts. What are you yeah. doing? Go, go. As an adult, it's like, you have as a no parent idea. too. Yeah, you you're like you're watching you're like, these kids are on. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like, well, you're just out there having fun. I get it, but then it's like, but I, I don't know. I guess even like my my daughter, if it was her, I'd be like, you go. <laughs> Believe <laughs> me, minutes, just go. We all have that inclination to yell at the screen. I know I was a big yeller, you know, because I couldn't be on the show. Be like, I know exactly how you should do this. You should not go there because I know there's a temple guard that's going to be right there, even though you don't yeah. know. Right, right. Um, oh, it's so easy to watch. And yeah, like, uh, yeah. It's, right. it's more fun than baseball to heckle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I get heckled now by kids who like people like literally weren't even born when it was filmed. And they would, they would just, you know, people would trash talk it. Like, oh, yeah. so much better. Go back to your 2020s, Nickelodeon. Yeah. You have no idea. <laughs> so Alex is going to give it an A and Nick, you're going to give it an A, an a. as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to actually um, do a little something. I'm going to give it an S uh, mainly because... Uh, both of yours were very solid temple runs and they're mm-hmm. both, you know, up there for me. What puts it a little above Henry VIII's great seal for me, it, it just comes down to two factors. I liked the diversity and the look of the temple games that really like su- sucked me into, especially with like, uh, the cannonball one, when you have to hit the four statues down, that's always like a nail biter because you never know if they're going to hit just right. Or like if they get like a two split and then they have to figure out how to get the end one. So it really kept me on the edge of my seat. And then, cool. you know, yeah, regardless of Ashley's performance in the temple run, she did all right. She wasn't the worst, but she wasn't the best. No, no. If she was faster, that would have helped, but at least she tried to push, you know, the stone wall so that she can take a shortcut into the mine. But um, it really came down to Josh's performance. He he gave it his all. He made steady, fast pace, put that monkey together like he knew it like the back of his hand. And, you know, it was a real nail biter down to the very end with that robe, just like the the blue pearl, the dragon lady, as we mentioned in episode eight. But for that reason, it makes it memorable to me. And when you go into like S, double S, triple S tier, when it comes to these episode reviews, a big component is, is this memorable? Does it still stick with me today after all these years? And I remember watching that on TV when I was a kid and being like, Ooh, he was so close. He was like barely touching the fur on that edge of that robe. And <laughs> just because it, it just made me want to root for you all the more. And I got to give it to you for that. So S. I appreciate it. it. I wasn't sporty by any means, but that's like 
if you want to see what a super fan in a, in a tempo looks like, then there it is at the very least. Yeah. Heart and drive are a big factor <laughs> in how I agree. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and Josh, would you like to rate it? Or will you defer? Oh, no, I'm, uh, I'll defer. I'll defer as well. <laughs> I appreciate your kind words, though. Yeah. Just being honest, I really, I mean, we, we all love the show. Yes, awesome show. Yes. So we're, we're taking a trip out of the 90s, and we're fast-forwarding about 25, 30 years now to 2020 when we hit the Legends of the Hidden Temple reboots on CW. And uh, this time, the Temple uh, Olmec and just about everything here at the studio has gotten uh, a makeover. We've leveled up, and now the temple is bigger, badder, and more fearsome. Although this time, we only have four teams competing instead of six. So I wonder how that changes the dynamic of the competition. Um, going into it at the moat segment, uh, we have orange iguanas, silver snakes, blue barracudas, and red jaguars. And what happens here, as mentioned earlier in this episode, is that each team must string a giant bow in the moat with three strings to their correct connecting points, then emerge from the moat to break a bow and hit the gong. The orange iguanas make it through first, then the blue barracudas, and finally the red jaguars. Unfortunately, the silver snakes were left treading water, quite literally. Uh, do you have any thoughts on going through this moat compared to like the nineties version of the moat? Cause I know it was outside and you know, the, you actually had the complete objectives that were more than just, okay, cross on this platform. Yeah. Uh, night and day like the moat, like there was nothing, nothing like, uh, <laughs> like the original. And, yeah. It, it was an actual, oh, wait, 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 hold on. Hold that thought. I just remembered. So we're transitioning to, I, I forgot to mention cause I got ahead of myself that, <laughs> This third reboot is called The 10,000-Year Necklace of Rama, and it aired on Season 4, Episode 5, on November 7, 2021, and it was production number 125 featuring Nick and Josh of the Blue Barracudas. And to signify that, I'm going to take my shirt off again. This guy. Oh, even the silver monkey's right, interested. <laughs> ready. <laughs> Get out of here, Silver Monkey. You have no idea. Keep it together. You have no idea how hot I was w wearing those three shirts for the past two hours. <laughs> was it worth it? Yes, it was worth it. it was this worth was worth it. it. Uh, skeleton Shay was worth it, and talking about the monkey was worth it. The Shayleton. Oh, Dead right. Shay. Yeah. Rest in peace, wherever you are. Uh, so yeah, going back to the moat, what are your thoughts of um, crossing it? You know, it, it was, uh, well, I mean, not to bring it back. When, when I mentioned like on the, on the end, I was like, so, so the moat, Josh was sick. Like we had gone up to like, it's terrifying that it's kind of outside like the moat, but even just kind of being there when we're competing and like they're COVID testing us like every other, or like every day, but like they're doing these PCR tests and stuff. So it was terrifying. Josh picked up something, I think on the flight over. And so he was like, you know, we held it together while we we're out there, but competing and doing that when you're sick. Like that, like I said, the moat was super uh, deep. There, there was like a, a lot of swimming. Uh, it was, it was just six confusing. Or yeah, like the the game was like very complicated. Uh, it wasn't like once you like knew what we were doing, but but uh, trying to make sure that we, it was just it was, it was a lot of emotion. It was a lot of stress because we, you know, we we need to show up in the morning, drive up the road to go compete on something. You flew across the country, and you're like, this is like the culmination of like thirty years, and you don't want to like as much as you don't lose in any part of it, 
you don't want right. to show up and then just lose. Nobody remembers who lost in the moat. It's barely, you know, yeah. mentioned. So, so it, yeah, it was, it was much different, much tougher. Like I said, super quiet, um, dead silent, like filming. So there wasn't like, like a hype of a crowd, things like that. It took a lot longer. Um, there were pauses for, for, to like, you know, set things or issues. The silver snakes on the show actually um, struggled with uh, swimming yeah. A, a, a lot and some people lucked out just kind of like on the original you know some some games had uh rafts and things for people to float on our game was one where the the, the biggest challenge in our game was the swimming piece where we had to tread water and we had to do a lot in the middle and do stuff while treading so if you weren't good at treading and people can like swim and that's what the silver snakes did they, they even said they could swim they just can't really tread right so but there was a point when we were one of the pauses where scott stone came out and he had asked he's like guys are you you know are you okay and trying to give advice like uh don't drown don't die but you know like, yeah. you, like try to cheat so then they're having like the one team member you know swim out more so like do more like pick up more of the swimming and um so there was a lot edited it took a long time uh especially after the orange iguanas had won and then we won. And then it was after that, it was between the red Jaguars and the blue bear. I'm sorry, the red Jaguars and the silver snakes. Um, both of teams of like actually really cool people. And I will say mm -hmm. that like this whole, like the whole reboot makes it for adults. Yeah. And we're, and we're, and we, but just getting to know people so different than when we were kids, we kind of like, you were kind of palled around with your partner. I don't remember really palling around with anybody else. Like, when I was a kid, like very memorable. Maybe I'm sure we did. We hung out together, but in the green room, but we built real relationships with the people in the reboot. And because yeah. they were, everybody was out there competing, like living, a, living the dream. Right. So um, yeah, it, it was all very, very edited, very not edited, but very, it lasted way longer, like two, like it was an, not maybe not two hours, but probably like an hour, 45 minutes. At least, yeah. Yeah. It was a yeah. long, long time. So very different. Very intense sounding too. It looked like yes, like having yeah. to swim and do an objective in there. That's like next level. Yeah, but but way better than we thought. We didn't know what we had any idea what to expect when we were going on this. I literally thought if you think of like the real world road rules challenge, that's literally what I had in my mind for what they were going to be doing. I thought it was going to be full blown. Um, like they're like out in the woods. I didn't think it was going to be so nineties. When we rolled in, and then all of a sudden they were given like the shirts, and they were like the nineties shirts at the khaki shorts and we were competing in those and then we went and we saw like we actually i didn't think we'd see the temple i thought moat day was going to be like literally like a river because the way they said it was like 200 feet i thought mm -hmm. we were we were looking up uh like how to canoe like how oh, to wow. properly like canoe how to row because we didn't know what we would be doing and yeah. how big of a scale it would be because mm -hmm. when they were talking about ramped up so when it literally showed up and it was like holy crap it's like you know, it's like going back to your, your elementary school and it's so small. It's like if they take your elementary school and blow it up so that it's huge, um, you know, so it feels like a normal size school. It's kind of like what it was. It was like, oh, wow, it's like it's like Legends as a kid, but now it's like sized right for, for adults, but right. not like sized to the point of where it's like takes away the charm of the fact that anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not so it, it didn't become like guts. Right. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. you know, Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they, they took that attention to detail to still like maintain the, the heart and soul of the show without like just disregarding it, especially for the fans, because it really, it really helps you like stay immersed in it. Even if there are all these different changes, like the reality show format and like mm -hmm. the temple layout and the, the, the structure of the games and, you know, all the little details that really just add to it, not necessarily take away from it. 
this was the only episode I ever got to watch. I didn't get to see it uh, come out when it came out. I was, I had just moved and I was in the middle of unpacking and then trying to get everything ready for the holidays. I missed the entire season. And so I, I got to check out this episode for this episode and i was really surprised like the you guys had all mentioned of just how how much they really maintained the integrity of the original series and then to see you guys in this i was like man i i i I have no idea how far you guys made i'm really hoping you guys make it far and i was very very happy that you guys made it to the temple we're such perfectionists with the past show and so of course there's things you watch that are like oh i would think this would be different or that different but with the production having to go through the time they did with testing everyone medically and all the money that went oh, to yeah. that instead it's like i kind of try to let keep myself from being too picky about right. it about right. the new show it's like just so cool that it came out like of course there's things that were great and things that maybe that would be cool different in season two if they bring it back yeah. but it was great for what it was for sure. Yeah, it was a network. And the thing is too, is like, so, and just so you know, Alex, it was completely, you're not alone. Like there's like everybody out there. I see people like they need to bring back legends, but this time for adults. And you're like, well, they did. It. And it's already been a, a season, but it's like, it was on the CW and yeah. the CW, you know, it's network. It, this isn't like, 15 years ago when people had like a lot more TV. So most people don't have like network TV and I know there's an app, but people aren't in the loop on, on it as much. If, if this would have gone to like Paramount plus or, right. or Netflix where people would stream, that's when people watch it and binge it. And the, the other challenge too. And you know, I talk about is like when you, when you, enjoy, I think one of like the biggest frustrations from I've seen online from it was cutting the commercial in the middle of, yeah. it, of like the, the temple, but even just in general commercials alone, it just kind of like breaks the flow. Have, yeah, it breaks the flow and we have to watch it on the app where you can't like fast forward. It's just people are impatient. You know, we're millennials. We're, we're, we're impatient. It, they're, they're also double length episodes, if I remember correctly. It's like around like 46 minutes. And stuff. Four, yeah. 44. Yeah, because it had to go out to an hour where originally it was supposed to be on Quibi. Where literally, and, and we thought that when it, Quibi was the whole point was it was nine minutes, mm-hmm. nine minute chunks. And that was like the quick bites is, is what that app was going to be. And Legends was going to be on that. And I thought that they were going to do like those quick bites as like, okay, with like the mo, like a piece of it. But hearing Scott Stone talk on the, on a podcast about it, they were literally designing and they were going to have nine minute Legends of the Hidden Temple episodes. And I thought, wow, wow that would be break. That's like, <laughs> that's my kind of episode, like nine minutes. And, right. and uh, so I feel like when they have to stretch things out, of course, like they're going to add in and, and Scott and, especially so big on the legends like he like that you're talking about the most passionate guy i've ever met when it comes especially to like his creation and his like the hero's journey it was his Mm. his whole vision for let for this legends and the adult version and he really wanted to to do these uh he he wrote or didn't write but he you know they researched and created and, and wrote out all the all the legends and then that's when they were trying to get us to really tie ourselves to it so you'll see um even in our episode if you watch all the other episodes like though people will mention like how they who they relate to in the legend and mm-hmm. and uh, that type of stuff and that was really stressed on us like like really like own this like the whole point of it was is the legend was supposed to thread through the whole throw uh, you know really thread through it's like just like the 90s right. but on a whole different level so um that was kind of the point of the the reboot i don't know if it was you know once again the you know people with their attention spans and and trying to watch the longer version it, it's like it it uh you know it, it's hit or miss you know like a true old legends fan sometimes just wants the you know give me the action type thing so. and then the person 
the fan that understands they have to make money in an audience for now today's standards you understand why they had to yeah. go that sort of reality route yeah. yeah it's a very delicate line to cross because it's not yes, easy sir. to be a creative in this day and age where everyone's attention is constantly like being pulled in a different direction literally like every second and you just got to do what's necessary to keep things afloat even if it right. is you know put commercial breaks in or ads and yeah it does suck to watch but you also have to understand what goes behind those decisions versus just like offering it for free and then being put in the poorhouse as a result 100 percent. or hey look i mean i put a commercial in and give us 10 grand i'm fine with that over a telescope i'm, I'm okay <laughs> with it's a couple commercials yeah let, let's uh head back to the steps of knowledge and continue walking through this very epic episode because spoiler alert i really enjoy this one a lot but yeah, i won't say how much um, so the blue barracudas, uh, I, I'm just giving you a play by play, but you can go more in depth about the legend. If you'd like to add details, uh, anyone, uh, the blue barracudas answer the first two questions followed by the orange iguanas answering the next two, the red jaguars sneak in a question, but are shut out of the competition as both teams, both advancing teams clean up the blue barracudas drop to the bottom of the steps first, followed by the orange iguanas. Um, do you, just because my short-term memory isn't that great, do you, any, any of you remember like the specifics of the, the Hindu legend of Rama and what was tied to like the, the hunting bow and the necklace? Well, you know, it's interesting. It, it, so this was because if you think about it, the, uh, the adult, um, ver, you know, like we, we were shot over different days. So they didn't tell us um, any legends, but we did shoot the moat. So we didn't know what our legend was about. We didn't know anything specific. And even mm-hmm. at the end of that, day they said listen we know that you guys are probably gonna all go and try to find information like we'll tell you this he's like you know our questions omex steps of knowledge is all based on our ledge you know because there's multiple versions of the story so you know be care proceed with caution by all means if we can't stop you from trying to go look things up online or study or whatever you want to do but they're this this game is based on Olmex legend and version that you're not going to even hear until you're right. you're here to compete in steps of knowledge. So that being said, we're like we honestly couldn't even remember the name or what the legend was about. I remember it was like we were sitting there and I was in the hotel and then I just started googling because from our moat game, I'm like bow, she like I didn't know she like a let you know Hindu bow, trying to figure out and finally I figured it out and it was my wife who's like a monster Jeopardy fan and she <laughs> oh, said. Yeah, she's a huge Jeopardy fan, and she she and all the uh, the big Jeopardy people and James Hightower or the like the, uh, the the one of the big winners always talked about how he studied by looking at children's books and mm. like children like uh, like the children's like education books. So we were trying to look up stuff, and I said, "Hey, Josh, let's see if there's anything on YouTube like kid stories about this um, thing because it all tied into." We realized it was all, all like Ramadan, and and it was all kind of like that same type of stuff. So we just spent like a day or two just watching um just like youtube kids cartoons about the this uh you know like legend or versions of this just to get some background and right and so it helped for sure but i uh, and they were similar enough to get the bones of yeah what mm-hmm. was going on whether it was a, a bunch of jewels that were dropped or this or that that was dropped but something was dropped to help find the way so it at least all connected enough to relate to Olmec's questions yeah. and the other teams it's, you know it's funny because uh, the, the orange iguanas they were they were so cool but they were so savvy too and we were all trying to play it off like when we got there and we like like wrote down notes like for the day the steps of knowledge and we we're kind of like oh yeah i didn't, I didn't, I didn't right. look I, I didn't really I didn't spend any time but 
they 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 were uh they were doing the same thing and and uh the red jaguars i don't know i don't know so much if they if they did or not but uh it, it i don't know how much it helped but it but it was uh it was a tough it was a tough legend and uh but that part that that piece of steps of knowledge was so nostalgic for me like out of the whole even the way you hit that, the actuaries was very reminiscent of when you did a henry davis great seal I've never felt like I was like transported back in time more so than stand, stepping on those steps of knowledge with the, with the, the sound effect and the, the thing, it was like, that was like probably like the coolest experience. And who would have thought that like yeah. being on steps of knowledge would have been like the most nostalgic piece of it, but it was like this, it was so cool. So, and that was all unedited that actually went as fast as it did. Yeah. Wow. As far as the order of questions, Nick, between the 90s and now just answer the questions he knew so and it, and it is very i did a little side by side like a like a video and it is very reminiscent of like like you know 30 years doesn't change a lot on how you play and then people are also because they, they even say a lot of the rules like they said that like you know just almost like jeopardy like that you can't buzz in you can't screw it up like i did when i was a kid like you can't cut him off like it doesn't work until he stops talking so there's one question where they, they're like, oh, you know, he was stomping out like yes. it was a spider and it, it, like the red Jaguars. And they're like, oh, we're throwing them a bone. But if you really watch it, you're going to see like I'm bang, 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 hitting it. Mm -hmm. And then the second he stops talking, they just timed it and they hit it, you know, just right. So it, it uh, yeah, you know, it, it, they went to them. So, yeah, I think it just comes down to timing and somehow keeping mm -hmm. the odds as even as and interesting as possible for that segment. Right. But uh, it's really cool. You got to the end there. I know. I try to recollect some of the the legend myself, and most of it just went over my head. Maybe because I lost a lot of attention span over the past couple of decades, or <laughs> yeah. what. But um, I, I thought it was pretty cool how they included like these these like lightly animated storyboards throughout the, the show too. Yeah, yeah, they, they and that was like a last like I, I once again heard some of the because I got real obviously after it filmed like anything that anybody was talking about it, anything like whether it was like an interview with Cristela Alonso or Scott. Um, stone or, or anything like that that i was like listening to and, and like he gave so much context to things and then that was kind of like a last minute thing that they decided to do as well was bringing mm -hmm. like the graphic artists and and to give it some visuals and, and things which i think helps yeah um animate the story yeah it's a nice touch because it harkens back to the the moat scenes where not so much in season one because they just had actors in front of like a, a seamless background but for season two and three they would show like these ken burns effect moving still images from like textbooks mm -hmm. or paintings whatever to you know further reinforce the story and it's like oh this is a little bit different and modern but i like how it feels like we're we're going through the legend storybooks style for the audience so that they can get a more you know in-depth immersive experience of what this legend is like and somehow make the connections to these little factoids about the the legend versus just like having it go in ear one out the other so you know even if i didn't retain most of it i do remember the question about like um i think is how many heads rama had or or one yeah. of them it ended no. up being 10 and a golden <laughs> antler so that's something <laughs> uh cool uh, moving on to the Temple Games. Uh, this one, oh man, I think this was like a highlight for me because both of these games were very, very intense. Like it really felt Indeed. like down to the wire with both games. And I'm, I, I find it interesting that um, the reboot did like a couple of tweaks with a lot of the formulaic parts of Legends that make it work. So for example, they add like what a minute or two to the Temple Run timer, and then for Temple right. Games, it's like only down to two games instead of three. But, right. you know, they have this, like, different timer aspect of it where 
okay, the team that goes first, uh, the timer goes up. And then it, it pretty much sets a benchmark for the other teams to kind of compete and, with to see if yeah. they can meet or beat that. We didn't know until we arrived. We didn't know that there was any sort of reward for winning the steps of knowledge until we, we showed up at Temple Game Day. And they're like, oh, by the way, you can choose who goes first and like the time challenge, which I mean, of course, um, you have to. Uh, Oh, you, you got to go second. There's no right. other option. I felt bad for like the, the orange it's like, do we do we're the like, smart thing or look like jerks. On yeah, TV? We're like, no, like we got, we're here to win. We're here to play and any advantage. We need every, every advantage we could get. Blue Barracudas, you won the steps of knowledge and you have decided to go second. We decide to let the orange iguanas go head first on the challenge because we're gentlemen and strategists. Okay, that more. So yeah, like that was timed. It was interesting. Thank God too, because honestly, we I physically we could not have survived another game. Like it was. I I know it looks easy and running play. up that ramp and trying to coordinate putting the symbols on those palm trees. And the other one with the with the put, making that bridge and those with those the monkeys. Boards. Yeah, like the, and those long boards and they're so heavy. I know it's like I say that because people are like okay, it was heavy. Believe me, it was like it was heavy and it was exhausting. There's a point when I was standing out there like in the slingshot monkeys where I was like I don't. I was like, I just want to be like, I'll just, we'll go to the tiebreaker, let them go. Like, I can't breathe. Like, I'm, I'm exhausted. Um, yeah, because everything out there is that dust, that desert kind of breathing dust. It. Oh, he was hacking up a lung at one point during this, the, and they like couldn't shoot because he like he couldn't stop coughing because he was. Uh, and of course, it's COVID right. times, but I'm just choking, and you're so self conscious <laughs> about coughing. You're like, I'm sorry, old Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a preference for which Temple game you enjoyed more of the two? Um. Yeah. I mean, I would say definitely. Well. Now that it's all over, like in the midst of playing it, I, I enjoyed the uh, uh, the one with the ramp because I didn't have to run up the, the, the <laughs> ramp. That's not, that that would have been exhausting. But right. uh, interesting thing about that is once again, where you get you see stuff and people are like, oh well, you know, orange iguanas clearly like they wanted the blue ja- the the blue barracudas to win. But I'm like, what they don't know is like that there's a piece of that that they don't realize and how we were more efficient with that. Even though she was flying up the up the ramp, good the rule was like, you only had to like start to give a clue and give a first clue. And then by the time, like, as soon as you gave a clue, the person on the top was able to go down to the, um, to the bucket and start getting, mm-hmm. going through. And then you could still yell more like while they're going through the bucket. Right. So the difference between what they did and what we did and how we were able to pull that off, even though they were, I think, no offense, more efficient on the running up and down the ramp was the fact that we were, uh, as soon as we were up there and Josh got up there and I, I, I would yell a, a clue, Josh immediately turned and ran down where I think they just spent a little bit more time communicating at the top of the, of the ramp. So like, it just like, that's where we picked up the time yeah. there, but uh, it, it was, uh, it was, it was fun. I mean, it was like, they're both fun looking back. I do like the monkey. My daughter liked watching us uh, like, you know, fire the monkeys. And it, it was definitely it's fun to get the slingshots back cool. in action again. Yeah. They did a fun little edit on the end. Like we caught the last one, like, like trying to make it a little dramatic and fun. So that yeah. was the best part is just seeing the, the editing of all the, them having so fun. much footage of yeah. like, cause you've already played the game when you're being interviewed about things, but you have to talk about it as though you haven't yet. And mm-hmm. so that was a fun little study on, I mean, we knew that's kind of how it worked, but it was still a, interesting uh study on how it all uh, just so, seeing it how how it all came together when we finally watched it yeah, yeah. We, we had it was the most terrifying thing even more so terrifying for like our, our our wives is um like how they would portray us how we would look would we look you know embarrassing would we look like like jerks we look at and if that was terrifying 
um, for the, the, the amount of time from when we shot it to when, it, when they aired it. In fact, um, on the moat, it's kind of the, so the, the, uh, the silver snakes who were like this couple once again coolest people and he was telling me this great story when we were filming that day and he was like uh he's like listen i told my partner he's like don't don't sweat the uh you know like the moat the physical stuff i you know we really want to excel on the steps of knowledge because there's not you know there's enough you know strong african-american men competing out there but you know it's mostly physical we want to really shine on the mental and it was like a really great story um telling and then um but then like when, when we we're like competing and stuff they were like fitness guys so they actually rolled up their sleeves yeah. which means the old school nineties. I'm like, if you can do that. So plus, you know, me being out of shape. So then when we, we beat them, of course we're all pumped up and we want to be funny. So I was like, I, I didn't think I do. Cause I was going to like do the thing where I had my sleeves. I'm like, ah, it looks like I looks like we won, but I don't even know if I did it, but I was joking about the fact of they could have like, I, Oh, I, I had this trauma. Yeah, I had this trauma. Like they would like show an interview of them telling that beautiful story about how they wanted to excel and like the steps of knowledge, and then they would just cut to me like with my sleeves rolled up, like like mocking them or something. <laughs> like like they could have yeah. made us look so bad, but they kept us so true and saw the humor and like us. I would say, you know, it was it's cool. I, I saw something where somebody said like you know like we didn't we didn't take ourselves seriously but we took the game seriously which right. i thought is, is a good way to say it. it's like we and i'm glad they didn't t show what show us trying to make us look like we're taking ourselves too seriously we know we're old we know that we're we look you know we're like you're back from you know uh having a midlife crisis or <laughs> grasping onto our youth but we're we fine know with we're that. uncle rico and yeah. napoleon well we're there to have a blast and they portrayed us like that and then they had fun like they it, i thought it came out like I, for the most part like even the interviews and stuff i was cringing because i was like oh how are they gonna look and i was like i i thought it was it was uh done entertaining in an entertaining way yeah yeah bad. they definitely did it with a lot of uh tender love and care because i was rooting for you guys the entire time like i we were both like really relating to your story and just you know being a little bit goofy but also very determined and it just made it just all the more immersive because it felt like we were vicariously competing through you as a result yeah. so awesome. you, don't worry there's nothing cringeworthy at least what we saw uh, that was portrayed. And sometimes we even think about that when we do our Splat Attack episodes, because, you know, these are on YouTube uh, with like episode seven onward. Previous to that, it's like just audio and some mm -hmm. little animation. But yeah, it's just something you kind of pick up on as you as you do more and more is how to like find that that natural state of balance so you can feel like you're yourself without being like too rigid based on like all the parameters that you have to follow. And even right. myself with the notes, you know, I'm always learning new things. Like just it's, it's okay to go off script. If you feel yeah. like, you know, it's, it feels more natural to talk about this or that. So, right. so that or when I pull you on tangents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> As uh, Phil Moore said in episode 13, we are the traffic cops. We're not yep. the stars of the show. So it's yep. our job to make our guests look good. Which means mm -hmm. you are the stars. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was interesting when we when we auditioned and we were talking to the the you know like casting people and stuff and and they were actually really cool. They were like, uh, you know, but the one thing we said we we're like, you know, it's interesting. We're gonna go on. It's like people are either gonna probably root for us because they think it's cool that we we're on the original and how awesome is that, or they're gonna go against us. Be like, oh, those guys are you know they, you know they they've had their shot. You know they should let somebody else on. They said. But I'm like, love us or hate us, you know, like they're they're gonna have an opinion. Like yeah. that was kind of if if you're watching it as a fan from the original, and that was like the biggest thing was like we're like I don't know how people would re react to us and and uh, whether or not they were rooting for us, but I but I I'm just glad that they 
because they, they talk to you in those interviews and they, they have a lot to pull from. And sometimes I remember at one point I even said like, uh, well, you know, because they're like, oh, who you know, going to beat them? I'm like, well, you know, we don't have to beat anybody. They have to beat us. We're competing against all the the people, the age group who have talked trash for you know, 20 years right. saying how they would kick, you know, they, 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 those kids sucked and we do so much. The better true villain of the are. story. <laughs> and we're not in our prime. Like you guys like beat us. That's all you have to do. So I'm glad they didn't show too much of that. Cause they were like, we didn't want to come off cocky, but it, it was, uh, it was a little true though. Like, we're like, come on, we're, we're the guys that you got to beat <laughs> that you've been talking about. And that was a, uh, that was a smooth uh, tip that you gave with the slingshot too, because the, you said, don't get them crossed that was exactly the problem that the orange iguanas had the slingshot is the thing that keeps tripping us up it's like tied a little different on both sides so you think you're doing it in the center but then it goes one way because like that side is tighter untwist the slingshot untwist the slingshot and then i realized it's twisted so it's like yeah you're like untwisted untwisted when you go and you scope out your competition the first day that was the scariest thing seeing the orange iguana girl being like a encyclopedia for every single you can have someone who's tough have the muscle all that no this girl being more obsessed with the show than i thought we were that was like oh my goodness all right we're yeah. we're yeah. competing against some people here and we're hungry we, we we lucked out like if you saw her after they after they won the uh like the moat and like just her like genuine like yeah screen like it was like i love that i love that that passion so it was it was uh it was so fun to like compete against them because it was it was tough. They oh, were yeah. so into it that it would have been fine to lose against them, really, as yeah. cheesy yeah. as it may sound. But at least they care I, and to lose against that, someone. Yeah. It's like, we just want to lose against contestants who care about right. being on the show. Because sometimes you get the, you know, maybe not so <laughs> endearing contestants. But right. I think we were happy with who we had. I want the money. I don't care what the game show is. I want the money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as you walk away having fun, you know, that's really the true prize at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. But before we walk away having fun, we got to go to the temple for the third, the third and final time as you face against Olmec in this new and improved temple to retrieve the 10,000 year necklace of Rama. So um, how do you, how do you guys want to break this well, down with us? Like, well, it was similar to the, I guess I, like I said, like we kind of mentioned it earlier, we show up super early. We were supposed mm -hmm. to go like, I think our, like a 6am call time or something. And, and we were there. So we thought we'd be going early. There was, um, so we show up, they kind of explain what's going on. We we're going to get the same tour that, and they were shooting all 13 episodes in one day. So the cool thing for us is like, no, we know who won every show. Cause we get to see the teams, you know, cause it was kind of sad. Like every day you come, down and then it was like that was probably like the most like socially awkward day out of all of it because like you've always spent the time like hanging out because they would have you because of covid like kind of sitting by like your tables of your of your episode the people in your episode so when you finally get to that final day and it's only like the the winners of of the other episodes and you don't really know anyone and some of them shot on other days so it was kind of like weird so they we show up they explain that they're going to do the the tour of the temple break us up in two and go do that so we went on the tour unlike the first time it was a lot hotter it was like by the time we went up there you know like the sun's beaming and the sun rising at the you know like facing the temple and uh so we're in there roasting and that was actually one of the issues that they found out and what caused a lot of delays that day was like the heat was expanding something with the actuator at the doors which was causing the doors to stick because of the oh. heat and the sun on the like if you if you have a sliding glass door or something that hits the, the sun it, you can it you know it, it'll cause issues too so that was one of the things but going through and um, touring the temple, like I said, it was um, just like nostalgia, but overwhelming. Trying to remember every 
room, the one thing I remember, the one room I, we wanted to avoid because we couldn't go in it and I had no idea what it was, was like the spider's layer thing. Like, oh yeah, rooms. that looked intense. And, yeah, they wouldn't let us climb through, you know, we couldn't climb through it. And I'm like, I don't know. It just looks like, I don't know what's it, what it's like. And I would really- How much there's to, grip, yeah. how much you would slip. Yeah, we were nervous though, because all these rooms were like, these are like full, these aren't like a quick little task, like in the nineties. These are, yeah. some of them are more like little mini escape rooms. More like intricate puzzles. Into, yeah, we didn't want to do the Simon room because I, we didn't want to really do a room that was uh, going to be dictated more by like the time of how long it takes for stuff to go. Like we can't control it. You screw up and you have to like wait for the for the thing. So we knew the Royal Rage room would be exhausting trying to break the, it would burn a lot of energy trying to break mm -hmm. the, the vases and things like that. So in any of those, like unlike the Pit of Despair when we were in the 90s show, where you go, you could literally run across the bottom. There's like a little ball pit. This is like one of those gymnastic yep. uh, thing, which immediately, as soon as you get in, it will suck every ounce of energy <laughs> you have just trying to get through that foam pit out of it. So it, there are a lot of differences and things like that, but it was uh, same thing, trying to remember every room. Although this time they did the same thing. They gave us the same paper map, which this time I have it. I, I've actually got a little memory box of it this time. I have like my <laughs> shoes, like the paper map, awesome. like the mask we wore, like uh, all kinds of stuff just from the trip. But uh, the, so the map take had a, it. So, take, take, take a picture of that and send that to us too, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, but we, we ended up uh, studying that a lot because we had to remember how to do all those rooms because it wasn't, it was a lot more complicated. So we right. spent a lot of the time from going through that tour before we shot sitting at our table, just kind of strategizing, Hey, if this room doesn't go like, you know, where are we going to go? So the, the thing that I didn't mention, I we thought I'm, it I'm, would be in the dark forest. No, no, no. Yes. The dark it, no, the first day when we're recording, that the was the dark forest. Was the one when we said, thought, yeah, we had planned for the wrong room. Cause they didn't tell us until we were right about to shoot where our treasure was. Mm. So we were planning our little map around thinking we had like overheard something we shouldn't have heard or something on the first day because Christella asked, oh, where is the pearl necklace, pearl necklace hidden? The dark forest. But because mm. Kirk's cameo was placed in there, they moved our room to a different room. Ah. So we, as soon as we were about to shoot, they said, oh, it's up here. And we had just looked at each oh other. My God. Like, oh we're my God, like, we, we did not plan for that yeah. at all. We don't know these rooms. And it was all. like right before we shot too. And it, and it was, uh, and that was the other thing too regarding um, what ended up being Kirk is like right before we shot, like they came and they said, hey, you may encounter um, someone or something in the, in the temple. And if you do, you know, make sure, you know, you know, hear the, hear them out. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, is it going to be like a, like a, a clue or, or something like that? So we, we didn't know. And then obviously it ended up being, um, none other than Kirk Fogg none, himself, none other than Kirk Fogg himself in the, yeah. in the dark forest. What, what was that like seeing him in, in the spur of the moment during the temple run? Did it throw you off too much? It, it didn't like, it, it kind of like it, it threw me off to it. Yeah. I mean, it, it did. I'm not gonna lie. And in, in interview that they like cut to like at the one thing that I'm still, been shocking just in shock of the whole experience but yeah it completely blindsided me because like i said so just going back from like the like the beginning before i got to kirk so when we went in um like like i said bust busted through there and we luckily josh said go because we were i was gonna try to go up he's like just go down to the bottom which i'm glad he said that like from the uh was it the the crystal cenote mm -hmm. um so we went down to the bottom went straight to the to the um heart room and the biggest mistake I made, well, I don't know if it was a mistake, but I kept telling, we kept talking about before even we we're going to the other one. It's like, it's like, is 
we know they're probably not going to be open, but is it, but should we, you know, what if they are as far as like going up and trying to go a more direct path and you kind of figure they want to be open, but you know, what if they, what if they are? So that's yeah. what killed. I feel like that was like the difference between us um, winning and losing was climbing up and then trying the two other doors right. in the pit of despair. And then speaking of safety, like that was one of the things too. I couldn't jump until you're like on the stair. Yeah. So like, like when I was climbing and like trying to get off the, like the wall, which actually was fairly high up but but it, it was like i i could jump but it only when i reached back to the to like so where same the kind of thing where the nurse walks through with you in the temple tours like let's right. get disqualified mm-hmm. if you jump from this you need to land on that yeah because it would have been unsafe you could hit a wall or something i guess if you did the other way but anyway yeah. so i jumped down that's when it went to the to the dark forest and soon and, and but when i get in there like that's when i'm spent and like i talking about like the foam and like tr- like climbing like we went through climbed up but then you you kind of get in the foam and that kind of wears you out so i get in there and i'm already exhausted and then here's kirk fogg and then he, he does the the call back to the to the interview from from the first one which is like who would have thought <laughs> yeah who would have thought it was like so cool and i love how they have like the like they do it the little 90s with the camera guy there in there with them and and he's got the microphone and and <laughs> It, it was it was awesome just giving the 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 high five and and anybody who gives grief like oh you know they're like oh that was cool but you know they they would have won if you weren't there i'm like well we we would have won if we you know worked faster yeah there there are there are other parts it wasn't all kirk's fault yeah yeah there was definitely parts and then that's the thing is like once i got through kirk and i climbed up off the side and then got back into the uh um the the throne of the like where i had to dress uh was it the the uh, room of the beloved, not the room like of the beloved. Cr- Queen's but, yeah. Armory, the so Queen's yeah. Armory, yeah. yeah, like that. That's the room. That's the new shrine of the Silver Monkey. That room is like incredibly hard. But then you're so spent by the time you get there. I never thought doing that. Like that was like one of those out of body experiences because it's yeah. like I'm my mind is like Nick, you're move, you gotta go. And I feel like physically, like it's just the yeah, weird thing. Stop. Like I can't move my body. I was praying. I remember earlier I said on the first time I went through, I was like, I please no temple guard, please no temple guard. This time I'm like, God, where are the temple guards? Like, please take me out. Like we didn't, and, uh, <laughs> I was praying for a temple guard. And every time I went to like the, the, that room, like crap. So I'm going through and then I've never been so happy. I could have hugged her when I, when I went to the, the next room and, and uh, ended up getting taken. And then that was like, that was crazy. Like there's a whole behind the scenes thing, the scaffolding and climbing, trying to climb down. And I, yeah. married, I was so spent, but, and then Josh went crazy. The, the temple guards look pretty different, by the way. What do you think about their costume design versus the original? Yeah, Scott had mentioned how nowadays there's much more access to information. And so they did the temple guards in a realistic Mayan way. And so oh, all okay. the tribal paint was authentic. They cast authentically um, uh, ethnic, uh, national, you know, nation, who they should for the role, whatever <laughs> right. word I'm looking for. Appropriate casting. Uh, indeed. Um that's cool. It was, it was cool. I mean, there, but we're, we're like, there wasn't like a jump scare. Like I, I didn't get spooked. Like I said, I was so exhausted and spent out like yeah. by the time I caught and, and like when, when uh, she jumped out on the first one, it was kind of like, Oh, it, it kind of took me back for a second, but it wasn't like the, the infamous one. Yeah, yeah. Like the infamous of, of, of that. So um, yeah, it was definitely different, but still, you know, they're, weird quiet no music yeah. you hardly heard christella i mean i'm next door yelling i mean you could hear anything that you could hear from 20 feet away yeah. but it's it, not like the studio it's so setting. it's so strange thinking of like going through the temple and you just hear like a distant hum of the wind behind you i i thought it was interesting 
that they wouldn't like include those elements to keep your like energy up during the temple run. Cause now it was all, all day. And yeah. we were so exhausted. I was, I was, I, I, by that time, like 10 days later caught what Josh had. So I was like yeah. completely dying. In fact, that was why I went first was because they, we thought we're like, okay, well you can go in and we anticipate me being slower because I, I was, I was like, I was sick, but then by that whole day, and then it was hard to get like, just charged up for the, you know, for the energy. And, and this is what it all comes down to. You'd think like, it would be like, oh my God, it was, it was like here, but we were just so, it was, it was the end of a very long road. And it was like, it was the experience of a lifetime to do it, but yeah. it was also, um, yeah, it was different. Like it's dead silent. Like Josh has said at one point, like it felt like a, like a rehearsal because like it, it was, uh, it, it's weird. It's really weird. That's dead sound. Just, just hearing yourself breathe. Like that's all you're like, you're hearing through that whole thing. Well, I mean, you're no slouches either. You ended up, um, you know, as Josh did before, put the monkey together again, uh, which has a different design and you ended up getting, you know, not, not exactly out of the temple, but you're right behind Olmec's head when the timer mm -hmm. ran out. So, you know, you're basically there and I still ten, think it was yeah, an impressive like run feet. nonetheless. Yeah. There was a little sensor there. There's actually, they had a, like a laser sensor, like right by like that entry. So like, even he have to get out, like all he had to do was, Right where the Cross. temple gates open, there are two yeah. little reflectors that I, kind of can sense when you walk by. That way, it's all still once again legal right. by but he, computer. But he was gassed just like, like I, because like that's like the thing, Crystal Sonode and stuff, when he's kind of like scooching, you're like, why don't you just die for it? But like, you also, you're you don't want to so, hurt yourself. <laughs> like, no, it's not even that. It's like you just physically can't, like you're yeah. spent. It's just like that, that temple is too, it's too much to do in like two minutes, like a, like a, like in that short period of time. Yeah. And then just, and being completely, you know, a couple 40 year old guys who were like, yeah, that was when honor. Olmec had told me I was too slow because <laughs> right. after we had gotten out, I ran over to Olmec and just like smooched him on the cheek. And I was like, <laughs> why Olmec? And it got cut, but he's like, because you're too slow. <laughs> and then it, it cuts up to right after I'd run down the stairs. But so neat that D Baker was there live. And yeah, even if it wasn't on TV, we got mm -hmm. to kind of play a little bit. Yeah. I mean, just the experience itself, timeless. I mean, win, lose, or draw. It's great that you're able to do that. Um, just a quick question before we wrap up and do our rating. Um, what did you find? Did you find anything different or more difficult or easier about the monkey this time around, the silver monkey? Definitely easier probably because the lighting was brighter. The hard coat on the monkey was, he, he his form was there on the show. It's harder to see, but it was like a lot of chipping and stuff. So that middle piece, it was hard for the kids to kind of figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. I think more so the pressure was what made the monkey hard versus the actual monkey itself. Right. Um, which is so funny in the movie, like the made for TV movie they did. And mm -hmm. Kirk is awesome in that they have that whole, even like after the movie, I think they have a whole like thing with the monkey. So yeah. I'm so happy that the show although certain things had changed, knew its roots, that Shrine of the Silver Monkey, I mean, any search on the internet about legends, it's going to mention that. So Scott and the rest of the team were very smart about what they brought forward from the past and, you know, what they changed for the current audience. Yeah, I couldn't say it better myself. I'm just really glad that they're, you know, they're still blending the old with the new with little yes, bits of details much. here and there to still make it appealing to the demographic that it should appeal to the most, which is people like us who are just diehard fans from the get-go. So with that being said, what would you like to rate uh, the 10,000-year pearl necklace of Rama? 
Uh, I absolutely love this episode. Uh, like I said, this is the only episode of the of the reboot that I saw, and I think the reason I like this episode so much is because it has two OG competitors. Uh, I loved the way the show was constructed. I loved how it was it had taken inspiration from old school Nick and put it into a modern audience perspective, game show perspective. And it's it's a difficult balance act, but they, they pulled it off. And I don't think I would have gotten invested in the episode nearly as much if it wasn't for Nick and Josh. And then to have Kirk Fogg show up at the very tail end uh, doing those callbacks. This whole episode absolutely floored me. I give this triple S. I give this a splatceptional. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Well, here's the thing about my rating. I've watched every episode of this reboot season, believe it or not. Oh, really? I have the CW app. And while, you know, your mileage may vary with the different temple runs and the different teams, because there are some people who did make it all the way through. Some people barely even got through. Um, I just still think yours is the most memorable of the bunch out of all the ones I've watched. Like maybe it's the nostalgia factor or maybe it's just the fact that I can relate to you guys if I were in your shoes doing the same thing, but I'm going to give it a splat exceptional as well. I really think that everything comes together with yeah. this temple run with the atmosphere with everything just taking it to the next level but not doing it in a way that takes you out of it and while the rally tv show kind of format is a little bit cheesy like a little bit like survivor ninja warrior what have you i understand that's just you know due to get the show on air and to appeal to a certain audience uh so i don't even really see that affecting the grade at all so splat exceptional it was amazing i love this episode i love it I, if they were ever to release like a Legends of the Hidden Temple like compilation DVD or Blu-ray, um, you know, like kind of how they did the Nick Gas and Game Sports kind of ones on Amazon, um, they should definitely do one dedicated to you guys with a one, two, three punch of these three episodes. Yes, because <laughs> it would it would do your legacy justice. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's so crazy, isn't there? Like, it's just the fact that we're sitting here and talking to you guys, and like you're bringing that up, and like, how do we just like a couple of the most <laughs> normal like i would say loser guys but you know like, we're just like we're hum, not, humble like, at humble, the very yeah. least hopefully humble yeah, yeah humble yeah. normal like nothing special about us but like what's like that this weird show my wife still does not get it uh. like, like, i don't like, understand <laughs> oh, why people care like it's like it's just a random show but but the the fact of like that 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 is like so cool that we got to do it and that's why i if i'm rating it i would um i i I would have given an S, not the the high the highest level because it's like obviously like the the ultimate I the ultimate button on it would have been to like get out of the temple and like get the full right. redemption. Right. But I feel like it's I, I think I said to Josh, I'm like, well, you know, it's like the fact is is if we made it out of the temple, that would have signed it, put a bow on it, and there would be no chance and to ever go back it's like god forbid they get renewed and it's like uh oh now if you're gonna have like a a redemption i was like we're like the redemption of the redemption and that's when i joke of like i was like i mean season two guys it could still happen (laughs) right i don't think anybody would ever want to see it i think they've had enough of us but but we're the fact is is like it's like it's still we were like right there like every time it was like like on my original temple run i wasn't like right there josh was like at least close to touching the thing but it kind of ended on like uh and, and, uh, but yeah, so just being so, so close and then feeling like, and, and also it's not necessarily about the episode. I think the episode's amazing. And, if, and 
I've, I've listened to it actually funny enough since you guys are podcast guys i put it on my in my car and because i had a commute like home from my office and I actually just listened to it once and i just had it on the car and it is so much better edited than you can even give it credit for when you listen to it without watching it and just hearing it and like just the the way the interviews play in and with the sound effects and with like the like it, it was it was very thoughtfully done and I appreciate yes. it so much. So I might change my grade now. I'm going back to like the top tier. Cause I think I don't want to, I don't want to downgrade the grade cause they put so much good work into it. I'm just kind of wanted to, for me, it would have been nice to have actually gotten sure. out of the temple and admit, it would have been great if he could have somehow secured the rights and get some of that original music in there. Yeah. And uh, um, maybe you could do that, but show a little clip of my, of this temple run and patch in some old school music. <laughs> that's perfect that, that, that's amazing because that's why i feel like it was just like that that would be like the one thing is like just to get that original like like that original music but besides that man it was like once in a lifetime josh like i said his wife was eight months pregnant we've questioned a lot of stuff whether we could leave work whether we leave our family and do it and i always said like it, it would be the most memorable experience of our lives and, and i'm not you know obviously there's other stuff in our lives that's memorable but this is something we'll take with us forever. And, yeah. uh, and I'm so glad they put it together and it came out the way it did. So yeah. With awesome. a total disconnect to even our involvement, which is the triple S rating I'm giving it. It was the thoughtfulness put into the editing in a world where I don't view the world poorly by any means, but in reality world of TV shows where it's easy to just make someone look dumb for entertainment or to make a mean joke or whatever, to let everything just be positive. And they had such a choice. We didn't go through any anyone could be edited poorly i guess we were the way we were and what you saw was the way it was but nonetheless they could have easily messed it up so the triple s like because i do video editing too and so we saw it from that point of view too uh, just what they did with us was so sweet because they made us like well they made us like look your heroes to the well, legends community. Said, heroes and that, but they literally that was the that's what the the story producer that's what scott so says like we're trying we want the the contestants to to look like heroes and that's one final thing is that they, they, Scott, it's the same thing as when he was originally, well, he had that vision for the, the children's show. And now for the adult version is it's all about positivity. The whole show is supposed to be fun and it's a hero's journey. And that's yeah. like the whole point is it's a, uh, and it's not about like getting ratings by making people look stupid or, or yeah. things like that. And then one more time where I have to, I guess I have to rate it not to be corny, but to think about getting to go back again to do it, but get to do it with your best friend. Yeah, like literally get awesome. to go versus like, just a awesome. random person you're a paired up with person that you just meet and then imagine like that for something like that, like for that long but that that's a, to get to experience and i know we said the kind of the end of our episode but it's completely true is like like this is like a whole different level of surrealness and, and awesomeness <laughs>
Plus, we have something else to sell to our grandmas. Yeah. My wife, I, I, I have hopefully not that check. <laughs> Get, give her the little like folding chair with the legends graphically imposed on it and the cooler. Here's your cooler with the PNG of the logo. Yep. And you keep the scooter because you've earned it. <laughs> and the, the best part about this, too, the whole experience is that for the rest of my life, whenever you have those awkward uh, office, uh, tell me a fun fact about yourself. It's like, we've always got this. So it's exactly. like always in the back pocket. So, so does this mean this is going to be our second perfect rating episode? The 10,000 year pearl necklace of Rama? I think so. You know, what's interesting is that you're probably going to get a lot of feedback, a lot of blowback from it, because it's like, I know there's a lot of like, uh, um, you know, it's like, it's kind of cool that you guys saw like the show for what it is and what it was. And, and uh, so I would be interested in the comments and things like if, if people really like how angry people got at it, if they really gave it a shot. And I know, I feel like the first episode they put in had a lot of, uh, you know, like, like I know Scott, I know they really loved that legend that was on the very first episode, but to, mm-hmm. like you said, our episode, we had some, there was more nostalgia piece, but I think if, if people will kind of watch it and give it a chance and not that I'm touting it, I don't care. I love the original. Yeah. But just also, kind of suspend their judgment and see if, yeah, for what yeah, just it is. See if, yeah. See it for what it yeah. is. Let it, and, and uh, so it would be interesting, but you know, just that point too, if, if people, have questions or stuff that we didn't get into our five hours of talking to you. Like, (laughs) but before we wrap this up in a bow and, uh, set sail away from the temple for the night into the sunset, I've decided to make an executive decision to just throw the think fast to make the grade segment out the window. We don't got time for that. You obviously know your stuff about your own shows. So it's superfluous and extraneous. Um, so instead we're going to do this really, really quick, uh, audience participation, segment called guess the artifact and basically what i'm going to do is alex is going to edit in um a screenshot i have where i blacked out the artifact and put a question mark on it and he's going to show it on the screen right here and here are your clues for those of you watching on youtube or listening at home to see if you can guess the name of the artifact from legends of the hidden temple so if you guess the correct answer uh, of what the artifact is between episode 22 and 23 by emailing us you might see some Splat Attack merch coming your way. Uh, So here are the three clues to what it could be. Clue number one, Hop Shet Soot doesn't monkey around here. Clue number two, an underdog victory by a pair of birds. Clue number three, a room not fit for a king because she's secretly a queen. So you have to guess what the artifact is and what room it's in to qualify. All right, everybody, we've had a fun run through all three temples over the course of 30 years of Legends of the Hidden Temple history. And we are so, so very thankful to have our legends join us for Legends to the End, the Hidden Hidden Temple legacy of Nick and Josh. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Is there anything that you would like to plug while you're here? We got nothing to plug. We'll, we'll, pl- we'll replug this show. Thank you for, for watching. Like it's, it's you guys doing like these awesome shows like this. And, and I know you're, you know, you're not doing it. You're not doing it to get rich or you're not doing it for exposure. You're just doing it because you're truly passionate about the same things we're passionate about. And so like geeks like us can listen to geeks like you and we can all geek out together and uh, just keep doing what you're doing. And, and uh, 
you know, support, um, you know, guys like you doing this. So do you have anything to say, Silver Monkey? (laughs) Great job, guys. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks, from the Hidden Temple Monkey himself. He he he's thinking. I know why they put the curt like when like I called him a (laughs) effing idiot like uh, (laughs) so many times during our interview. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, thank you. That means a lot to us. And I know you guys have been listeners ever since we did that Nick newsreel segment in uh, episode nine, where we did Nick's Thanksgiving fest. And uh, we're just happy that we're able to reach out into the internet, the far depths to connect with fans like you to do this, no matter what episode topic we cover. And that's really what the heart of Splat Attack is about. It's not just preserving the slime filled past, which is, you know, the golden era of 90s Nickelodeon, but also sharing that and reliving those experiences with everyone who made it special, whether you're a fan, family member, cast crew member, creator of a show, we've done it all so far and we have no intentions of stopping anytime soon, as long as people continue to listen to us and support us. Awesome. And continue to build on this community of, uh, of people who just want to relive this past. So exactly. Well, everyone, it's time to close our temple gates and say goodbye to Kirk Fogg and Cristela Alonzo. Thank you so much for joining us on this uh, Hidden Temple Legacy with Nick and Josh, who are legends to the end, truly indeed. Join us next time on Splat Attack as we uh, head away from the temple and actually wash up ashore on a Pacific island as we do our first ever miniseries episode review of The Tomorrow People, simply titled The Origin Story. We are super excited for this because almost no one in the 90s nostalgia podcast universe covers Tomorrow People, and I'm also a very big fan of this. So uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about and also a very special guest that I'm sure you'll enjoy if you actually enjoy Tomorrow People. With that being said, you know, feel free to support us uh, any way you can, whether it's on Patreon or buying a mug or a shirt from us on our bonfire page. Uh, you can check out more exclusive content, patreon.com slash splatattack. And if you'd like to hear your letter or message read um, on a future episode, you know, just write to us through our email, splatattack2021 at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at splatattackpodcast. Uh, that way you, your, your thoughts can be heard about the 90s on a Futures Mona's mailbag segment. Uh, with that being said, Alex, will you drain the slime tank, please? I have to go grab this artifact while the three mints are still ticking down. <laughs> aye, aye, co-captain. But watch out for the temple guard behind you. He looks a little angry. Uh-oh. Hey, guys, do you have a spare pendant you can, you know, throw to me? I don't want to get ejected out of the temple. Get a life of your own, pal. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Spot you later. <laughs> Reprise the theme song and roll the credits. Hard to believe, folks, but it's time to say goodbye. Nighty night. Hey, check us out next time for more adventure and another great legend of the Hidden Temple. What will we do till then? Chill for a couple. We'll be back. You're on, Nick. And it was time for the superhero to move on. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. Oh, bye-bye. This means everything to be here with my best friend, uh, share these memories now. We used to have our own individual Legends memories. Now we have a shared one. Great, man. Um, you did great. I'm good. Dream come true. Oh, and Kirk Fogg. Jeez. <laughs> I love that you it's stopped. Oh, my God. You stopped to shake hands with Kirk. Uh-huh. <laughs> They've come in search of a treasure. What they'll find is adventure. Nick is turning up the heat for a legendary new season. Brave heroes must master a more dangerous moat. Take on Wilder Temple Games. 
Discover Olmec's mysterious legends and search the treacherous temple rooms to finally seize the great treasure within. The adventure continues. Watch it on an all-new season of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Starts Monday at 6, 5 central, only on Nick.